0: If you think MinMax max is some sort of feminine hygiene product, then you're playing it wrong. Welcome to episode 12, season 2 of Playing It Wrong, the podcast where you can expect bathroom humor, absolutely no intellectual posturing, and of course, some crazy opinions about an old, from an old game. And hopefully we're going to have a good episode for you this week. So, what's up? Uh, The weekly game got canceled, so I had absolutely no gaming this week, except for, well, we did play a little bit of Dungeon Mayhem, which is from Wizards of the Coast, which is a fun little brain-dead card game, which hopefully they're going to do some expansions for, in my opinion. So just Google that, look it out. There's some people actually playing it online. It's a simple game. It's a fun game it's a no-brainer beer and pretzels and if the game falls through but you still got a few people there it's something fun to play and speaking of fun to play there's dark streets and darker secrets from old skull publishing that kickstarter just ended and already backer rewards are going out and i've already got my pdf and my hard copies ordered and i have been devouring that thing Um, I'm not going to say too much on the podcast about it, Uh, most of it's going to be on the blog side, since it's stuff that's going to be like setting and rules bits, but next episode will probably be a more in-depth review, I won't have my hard copies yet, because I did the uh, El Cheapo's lowest mail possible, because I'm a cheapskate, but I got my PDF, and I will definitely give you all some uh, good insight on that, and a little bit of background of how come I kind of like the urban fantasy stuff. Uh, okay, I like the urban fantasy stuff, but I'm not an emo goth, okay? So get over that. So that's kind of what's going on in my gaming scene right now. I've got a few other things in the works that should be popping up very soon that I'm going to start yakking about. But that's for later on. But what is this episode about? This episode is about taking your monster manual and throwing it away. Well, not really throwing it away, but using it a little differently. This whole idea came about with me uh, <coughs> just surfing online, various groups and everything, and seeing lots of folks playing with their kids, and then their kids go and they run their first game. And the neat thing about the kids running the game is they kind of ignore the monster manuals. It may be us yes, old-time gamers just sort of got these things as a crutch, and are so inbred that this is what an orc is, this is what a troll is, this is what a dragon is, blah-blah-blah-blah-blah-blah, That, well we don't make that many interesting monsters. And so many times when we try to make interesting monsters, we try to make, well, killer monsters, icky monsters, and, well, bleh monsters, okay? So I began thinking, and I'll do this disclaimer right now, I have no kids. But I did some thinking, and I just thought the best way to try to do that is kind of throw away the monster manual, Not the whole thing. Not every monster book you've got. But ignore the crunchy bits. Ignore the monster stat blocks. And just read the fluff And make the monster your... And then, you know, just make it! You know, so often we say that rules are guidelines, but, you know, the monster manual's guidelines too. So a monster doesn't have to always do lots of damage. It can do other things to annoy players, like making things difficult for them to move around, illusions, all that sort of stuff. Make them interesting, not necessarily deadly. Not only does it make the game more interesting and liven things up, as a general rule, as a game master, it's going to make your life a little easier, especially if you're playing, like, third edition or later that has huge monster box compared to, oh, earlier editions like White Box or Swords of Wizardry or Labyrinth Lord. You've got these huge monster stat blocks on everything they can do. Put that crap aside! Roll the dice, play, get the game moving. Well, not only all that, but it's really fun to see the look on, especially when I made that min-max joke at the beginning, at those rules lawyers or the folks you know them, you've, ha- you've gamed with them, They're the guy that memorizes the monster manual. They know the AC hit points and abilities of every monster in there. And when something pops up that's not exactly right, they have this deer-in-the-headlights look. And, well, sometimes they get mad. Sometimes they think the DM's cheating. But, hey, it's just a game. And that's one thing that I think that all gamers have in common, no matter, especially if you've been doing it for years and years, you still want to be amazed and challenged, not eh, just crunching numbers to uh, have a better set of numbers than the numbers that were being thrown at you or rolling the dice better. You you know what I mean. There have been lots and lots of blog posts and books and everything else on this very same topic, and it's something that, you know, maybe sometimes we need to go back and revisit of make the monsters interesting, make them simple for the GM to use, and make them challenging for the players. And that's kind of what I'm doing here. So with that, I'm going to tell you, go ahead. Just kind of ignore big hunks of the monster manual and uh, make your own monsters. Or make the monsters there your own. Haha! how about that? Yeah. And with that, gentle listeners, we are going to move right along to reading from the little brown books. I know this has been a short episode, but hey, it's long enough to cover the subject, so I don't want to bore you. But anyway, I did say last time that we were going to stop... And we were going to read just about orcs this time from Volume 2, Monsters and Treasure of the Little Brown Books, the original edition of d because orcs are such a, what do I want to say, a stock monster, a normal monster. All right, so let's start off on orcs. So let's start off with a little fluff paragraph, which is pretty much not that interesting, except when you get t- down to when found in their lair. It will be either be a ca- cave complex, a, a dungeon, or a village. Basically a 50-50 chance. Orc villages. The cave complex will be guarded by sentries. Duh. A village will have a ditch and palisades. And a light catapult per 50 orcs. Yes, orcs will have a catapult. And a high central tower of some kind. Orcs found in a cave will possibly have strong leader protector types as well in those villages. I'm just thinking having the player characters run across an orc village that actually has defenses built in like a catapult. Look, I can just see a first-level party getting hit by catapults. That would be interesting. All right, what do we got up there next? So next, we're going to go down to the next little chart, I'm going to go each column at a time. So if you find you're having to find your orcs in a cave complex, they might not be alone because there's a 10% chance per 100 orcs that they... orcs? Sorry, orcs. Eh, it's, it's been a crazy week. Anyway, a 10% chance per 100 orcs that they've got a dragon with them. Surprise! And there's a 10% chance per 50 orcs that they have 1 to 6 ogres with them. And a 10% chance per 100 orcs they have 1 to 4 trolls. Now, if they're in a village, it's a little different. There's a 25% chance per 100 orcs of a 7th to 9th level vault fighting man. I'm assuming that's going a fighting orc leader. A 10% chance per 100 orcs of an 11th level magic user orc like a shaman probably so that's gonna be kind of dangerous they don't have a dragon or trolls but there's a 15% chance 15 I'm sorry I keep like my voice keeps going crazy just be happy I'm doing a damn episode okay all right 15% chance per 50 orcs that there are one to six ogres Orcs will defend their lair without morale checks until they are outnumbered numbered three to one. Like a party's... <laughs> so there's... Wait, okay. So average party, we're going to say like four or five. So the last orc will surrender. Basically, we're going to... Like the last two orcs maybe will surrender. Now, if these orcs happen to be encountered outside their lair, they may be escorting a wagon train. With one to eight wagons. you, you so let's face it. How often do we think of putting orcs in a village or having them guard a wagon train of supplies carrying 2 to 1,200 gold pieces worth of stuff in each wagon? Um, The orcs will have additional... uh, The orcs... I mean the wagons will have additional orcs guarding them. 10 per wagon plus a leader, possibly a magic user. Once again, you don't normally think of... Encounters with orcs with them guarding a wagon train of stuff, which may not be their own, at least started off not as theirs, with fighters and magic user orcs. We'll call them shaman. Okay, orc shaman. You, you don't normally, you just think, here's a band of orcs. They're just out there to kill stuff, which, well, they kind of are. Okay, then, of course, keeping track of what tribes of orcs are in the area. That's eh, kind of a blast. And orcs do not like full sunlight and react against goblins. They attack. They attack orcs of different tribes on site, unless they're in command of a stronger monster. 50% chance they're going to ignore the order not to attack. I mean, these are all things that we really don't think about orcs doing. We don't think about them having villages that they're guarding, or guarding wagon trains, possibly of plundered goods. But hey, the PCs will plunder the orcs, so circle of wealth, so to speak. And in a way, this goes back to my original point of ignore the monster manual, because look at these things. These are things that... I don't recall seeing in later monster manuals. I see Band of Orcs Attack. Or, they might have been there, but people just played it a Band of Orcs Attack. Or, Band of Orcs in Dungeon, as a base for attacking. So with that, I will leave you with the thoughts of thinking about what you may do with orcs in your campaign. Yes, make your own damn decisions. With that, gentle listeners, I am going to wrap up this episode... So what am I gonna have to say? Uh, stay tuned next week. I will probably do more a eh, probably do a review of Dark Streets and Darker Secrets and rant a whole thing about urban fantasy and how much fun it can be, or at least how m- I find it fun. And also, let's see. Oh, you can follow the blog at theymightbegazebos.blog, and it's the letter B, not B E. I'll change it when I renew the domain. Maybe I don't know, or get another one and forward it. Who knows? Whatever. Uh, find us on Facebook at AmiteGazebo, spelled correctly. And, of course, if you want to leave us a message and you're listening on the Anchor app, go ahead and leave us a message. Or if you're not listening on the Anchor app, hey, you can use email and email us at magicpigmedia at gmail.com. With that, general r- listeners, I want you to roll dice. I want you to kill monsters. I want you to take their stuff. And I want you really, 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 really to have fun when you're gaming. That's it. Have fun, folks. Alright, thanks for listening and have a great week.